Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V. Vincy, Registered Counselor, Relationship and Family Therapist and Founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. Good evening. Thank you for joining me again tonight, twice this week for some of you. If you didn't join me on my Snap Masterclass this week, it is available for you to watch. Uh, It was called Navigating the Storm and it was focused on one of the key pillars that I work with in therapy, which is control. So one of the most important things for well, that I like for people to know is that the information that I give you is always solidly backed up by science so that it is not simply my opinion and it is not just crap that I'm pulling out of nowhere. The psychology behind what's happening is really important because it helps you understand yourself more so that you do something differently to get a different outcome. So we are now into the second week of our Me, Myself and I program and we're just getting into our groove. So some of you will know that I've recently released um, the Me, Myself and I program and we're looking at taking in cohorts up to four or five times per year. So the next cohort is set for June via the Bust Your Blind Spots Bootcamp where you can interact with me and get to identify a blind spot that is keeping you stuck. And I'll release the dates for those soon. It's we can have a chat about it. But if you want to chat about the Me, Myself and I program itself, feel free to book in a chat, book in a free 20-minute consult to discuss if the program is right for you. So back to tonight. You can do a catch-up on where we are this year fairly quickly by watching previous lives or listening to the podcast as I give a quick rundown each time. So let's just jump in. I have named the month of April, Breathe Out, You Didn't Die. Because about now, we've realised that most of us have fallen off the wagon with our goals and may have copped a nice dose of feeling like a failure for not doing what we've said. We can and probably do have a number of excuses or even reasons for not doing or being where we want to be. And I am all for giving people a kick up the bum. However, last week, we oh, actually not last week, the week before, we changed the view of feeling like a failure to one of breaking promises to ourselves, effectively breaking our own trust. So we had a look at how breaking promises affects others and ourselves. So tonight and last week, I introduced you to one of the biggest issues around promises and therefore breaking trust, enabling. Now, I always like to reflect the concepts, uh, the concepts that I talk about directly back to ourselves because it's way easy to see problems with other people. But enabling is a really big problem we have with ourselves and it's often related to directly to breaking promises with ourselves. So I introduced last week the concept that in one sense, enabling has the same meaning as empowering because it means lending a hand to help people accomplish things that they couldn't necessarily do by themselves. The difference between enabling and empowering, sometimes when we focus on helping other people, 
we are actually distracting from the very things we need to do for ourselves, enabling our own dysfunctional behaviour and keeping ourselves disempowered. So we therefore break our own promises and we stay stuck in the habits creating the dysfunction. So the question becomes, why do we do this? Most of us know we need to change the things that don't work. Hell, you will most likely hear yourself saying, I know I need to blah, 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 yet we continue to do the same, same, same. So what we're looking at tonight, well, it's one of the things that contribute to the very thing that keeps us stuck, embarrassment. So when we're embarrassed, we feel, I've written here somewhat uneasy, but really, let's be honest, it's a bloody uneasy, it's bloody uncomfortable. Some people become ashamed and kind of really self-conscious. We feel this way because embarrassed is somewhat of a forgotten fear that can prevent us from reaching our full potential. So on the surface, we wouldn't usually classify embarrassment as a fear. However, it can be helpful to look at it in this context so that when we can get clear on how it affects us, then we can either know whether it's going to affect us consistently or we know what we say is not what we mean and, and it, it's a bit like that, okay? Because embarrassment's a funny little one. Embarrassment often manifests as a result of our own insecurities. So when a weakness or an inadequacy is suddenly made public, you may feel embarrassed. You might also feel embarrassed because you're feeling guilty about something you did or didn't do that has now become public knowledge. So likewise, you might end up feeling embarrassed when you're caught doing something that is socially unacceptable. And these events can often make us feel incredibly uncomfortable and self-conscious. And as a result, you basically are opening yourself up to judgment, ridicule, rejection, or even criticism. And all of a sudden, it seems as though the embarrassment isn't the only fear on your mind. Now you've got a whole stack of other things. What are people going to say? What are people going to think? It's how we can get trapped in worrying about what other people think. The problem is, is that sometimes we have forgotten the word embarrassment and so what we do is say to ourselves, I care too much about what other people think. But it's not necessarily always that. It may simply be that you've become embarrassed and you don't know what to do with it. All right, and here is the piece of gold. When hidden secrets are suddenly made public, that's when embarrassment truly kicks in. Hidden secrets are not necessarily all the things I've mentioned above that others see. It's not even, you know, the skeletons in the closet. Sometimes hidden secrets are what we tell ourselves and never achieve that we become fearful of people finding out. So think about it. How many times have you started a diet and told no one for fear of falling off the wagon or being ridiculed about being on the diet again? Oh, again? Weren't you on that diet last month? This is how embarrassment can stop us from restarting the very things that we need to change. People who are afraid of being embarrassed are often really insecure. They have low self-esteem and they tend to fear judgment, ridicule and criticism. These are the kinds of people who often try to please others. They try their hardest to live up to other people's expectations of them. However, the problem is that they just don't feel deserving. 
They're often afraid to make mistakes and are petrified of failure. And this naturally leads to hesitant action and indecision. And that's precisely why the fear of embarrassment manifests in their lives. So suffering from the fear of embarrassment can actually be quite debilitating because it tends to stifle self-confidence while undermining both social and personal growth because it can stop you from reaching out to friends, it can stop you reaching potentials, it just can keep us stuck. The fear of embarrassment discourages risk-taking and that prevents a person from attempting new things and taking advantage of opportunities. So people who feel embarrassment will rarely, if ever, step outside their comfort zones. So their comfort zone provides them with a sense of security and certainty, while the outside world presents un with uncertainty and often they see it as a pain site. So where does it stem from? Embarrassment can be related to a set of self-limiting beliefs but one of the big beliefs that we find that undermines embarrassment is the belief of perfection. So the idea is that unless we do things perfectly, then we will never truly be good enough. And if we aren't good enough, then obviously that makes us feel like a failure. And we, of course, can't accept that as part of our reality because nobody likes to think I'm a failure. So we create a belief that says it needs to be perfect. So it's important to understand that nobody is actually perfect. Perfection is only an opinion. What's ideal for one person is far from perfect for another person. So perfection depends entirely on the standards you set and the expectation you have of yourself in each particular situation. The moment you lower your standards and expectations, making them more realistic and achievable, is the moment you begin ridding yourself of the fear of embarrassment. With imperfection in mind, it's helpful to remind you here that everybody makes mistakes. Mistakes are a part of life. For this very reason, it's crucial to allow yourself room to make mistakes and to ultimately fail at times. So everything that happens is merely a learning experience. Go back to the first live in April. There are no failures, only learnings. It's the growth that we get from our failures and mistakes that makes all the difference in the end. It's the growth that helps us gain the experience and self-confidence we need to do things better the next time around. When it comes to making mistakes, failing or feeling embarrassed, it's important to understand that you're probably always going to be your own biggest critic. You might think that other people will judge and criticise you. And yes, some of them will, but most probably won't. The majority of people will actually empathise with you. They will relate to what you're going through because at one time or another, they've probably been in exactly your position or known someone who's experienced something similar. And it might surprise you if I told you that a lot of people who will take the time to judge you don't necessarily care. In truth, if they judge, it's often because judging distracts them from their own problems. You'll be lucky to get a few moments of their focused attention before they take it somewhere else. It's you left with the memory of what you think they thought that keeps you trapped. 
And the truth is, it's not actually other people who make you feel self-conscious. It's your own critical voice that creates the problem. So embarrassment isn't so much what happens to you, but rather how you interpret what happens to you. And all of this comes back to that critical, miserable voice inside your head. So prepare yourself to tune out the critical voice. Only then will you move forward with a greater sense of confidence. Only then will you find the personal power you need to override the fear of embarrassment. There are certain things that you can do before you step into an uncomfortable situation, of course, where you might feel embarrassed. And that's part of the thing, prepare. This is called building your self-embarrassment muscle because the muscle must be flexed and strengthened so that when you go out into the world, you can bear the brunt of the challenge that life throws your way because we're all going to fuck up at some time, let's be honest. So one of the first things that you can do, soften your expectations. Huge. If your expectations leave you no room for making mistakes and for stuffing things up a little, then you're just selling, setting yourself up for a failure. And ask yourself, what are my expectations? What expectations do I have of myself? What expectations do I have of myself in this particular situation? Are my expectations realistic and reasonable? Do they allow me room to make mistakes? And how could I adjust the expectations? It's the first step in moving through both embarrassment and action. Number two, be open to the fact that you're going to stuff up. We're all going to make mistakes. Being open to the fact that you're going to make mistakes can really help you because I can get stuck in, I call it um, analysis paralysis, right? So I might not get stuck in wondering about what other people think. I get stuck in making sure that it needs to be right for my standards and it certainly applies to tech. A very, very big tech element here for me. I like it to look professional. And if I think for one second that it's not going to stand the test of professionalism, I won't let it go. I won't release it. This program has been in the works for 12 months and it has sat on the sidelines, not because it wasn't ready, but because I didn't think the tech was ready. Stupid. But I had to learn that there were going to be mistakes and I've been thrown off and things don't bloody work. And you know what? I didn't die. Mistakes are healthy and they're a natural part of life. And it's okay to stuff up. Everybody is flawed in some way and nobody is ever perfect, no matter how they appear to be on the surface. So accepting the fact that mistakes will be made is one of the key concepts in challenging embarrassment. And to do this, you'll need to let go of your perfectionistic nature and tell yourself, it's okay that I'm not perfect. It's okay to make mistakes. It's perfectly okay to fail as long as I learn from the experience. So get comfortable with being imperfect. Every mistake you make is nothing more than a learning experience that will help you get better the next time around. So what can you do about it? Well, to overcome your feelings of embarrassment, it's vital that you focus on developing two critical things. First, 
you must develop your mental alertness and awareness. So when you're in this mindful mental state of awareness, you will be far more likely to change direction at a moment's notice and respond to unexpected events and circumstances as they arise. What this effectively means is that you'll be less likely to get embarrassed. You're aware you can, you can see things that are coming. It's not going to be 100% of the time because that's just fictional. None of us ever know what's going to happen. But often people get embarrassed because they've made a mistake and they've got, oh my God, I didn't realise. Sometimes awareness can help with that. We don't tend to make the mistake because we're more aware. So it helps you to be aware enough to be flexible to change your decisions, behaviour or action at a moment's notice. Now, I've focused a lot on awareness, which is, in essence, a form of mindfulness. So go back and have another look at our early lives last year or jump on the podcast to have a listen. The second thing you must do to subdue your feelings of embarrassment is to take time to prepare yourself thoroughly. Um, this is why we have focused so much on what you want. The more thoroughly you prepare, the more confident and capable you will feel and the less likely you'll feel like you're making mistakes and subsequently get embarrassed. It doesn't mean you won't. What I find is that even, because you're always going to go in with a bit of, oh God, I don't know if I'm making the right choice. I'm just going to have to wing it. When you're in it, the ability to fix it on the go, actually comes. The very thing we're afraid of not knowing, when you allow to be in the space, you figure it out. You know what to do. And there's always someone that will help you. Now, I've mentioned earlier that it's very possible that you succumb to feelings of embarrassment because you have limiting beliefs and specific situations or about specific situations or about your ability to handle your emotions in those situations. So in this instance, we've talked about perfectionism as a belief. It will fit for some of you, but not for others. I'm actually going to be delivering a topic on self-limiting beliefs in the next few weeks, but you can begin to question your beliefs by asking yourself, what belief is causing me to feel embarrassed? What do I believe about myself or about the situation that I'm finding myself in? Is this a realistic belief to have? What doesn't make sense about the belief? Where's the evidence that proves or disproves it? Who could provide me with another perspective that could disprove this belief? So the more confidence you have in yourself and in your own ability, the less likely you are to succumb to all types of fear, including embarrassment, criticism, rejection, making mistakes and failure. Confident people don't typically fall prey to embarrassment because they feel comfortable in their own skin. Their confidence encourages them to take risks, to step outside their comfort zone, to expand their horizons and stretch themselves in various ways. There is, however, no miracle cure for building your self-confidence. It primarily can, comes down to a process of trial and error. That's where people who show confidence they don't necessarily actually have it. What they're doing is they're using their doubt to push them a little bit further because they're not afraid to make the mistake and fall down. Um, so to strengthen your self-confidence, to build your anti-embarrassment muscle, you must purposely put yourself in uncomfortable situations. 
ouch. Now, an uncomfortable situation is something that naturally makes you feel uneasy and awkward. So instead of starting with the big aspects of your life, start with the promises you break with yourself. Learning how to come back from these will help you learn the skills necessary to apply to other perhaps bigger aspects of your life that need some changes. I've probably said this before, uh, and it was in one of my earlier lives, just because we don't brush our teeth one day doesn't mean we never go back to it. But there's often times where we go, I didn't go to the gym, oh well, I won't pa I'll pay my membership for a whole year, but I won't get my sorry ass there again. We wouldn't do that with our teeth, but we all do it. Now, you would have um, heard also from me that the brain, specifically the subconscious mind, can't tell the difference between something real and something imagined. Well, guess what? This is where it comes in handy. Remember, there's always a positive and a negative to everything. Because whilst it can't tell the difference between real danger and imagined danger, the amygdala goes on and it scares the shit out of you and it says, you're about to die. The same concept will apply in this embarrassment situation where we're going to use it now to our advantage. This is where it starts to come in handy. Because it means that you can work through embarrassing moments first in your imagination before taking them into the real world. In fact, the more you visualise yourself successfully and calmly handling an embarrassing moment in your imagination, the more confidence you will have to tackle the situation in the real world. You have to talk to yourself to do that? Do it. Take time, sit in a quiet place and close your eyes. Visualise all the events and circumstances around what you want to do and actually see it playing out in your favour. Next, visualise either something unexpected happening or you breaking a promise to yourself, something that pushes you outside your comfort zone and makes you feel awkward and embarrassed in that very moment. With that awkward moment, your emotions, they may very easily get quickly out of control. You'll feel it even though it's not happening. But if you visualise it, remember, your brain will think it's real. However, at this point, you can use it to calmly centre yourself and subdue the emotions. And one of the vital pieces of information, laugh it off. And you'll find that if you, I've done this exercise, and initially it seems really awkward and really stupid. And in a way, it is. But what I found that happened quite naturally at the end of it was that I laughed because I thought, this is the most ridiculous thing, but I laughed at it. And when you do that and you um, find the ability to laugh at yourself, then it makes, it teaches your brain and your body to go, oh, I didn't die. It just felt weird. I didn't die today. And that's what we need to do. One of the final things Stop apologising for your mistakes. Mistakes are powerful learning tools you can use to make better choices and decisions in the future. I like to live with the motto, imperfect action. I fall into the trap of not necessarily perfectionism, but I can get stuck in the tactics, like I said, and I keep waiting for it to be right. It never is. When I stopped waiting, and started doing it imperfectly, most things fell into place. 
Now I can even laugh when everything flies out the window and we need to change last change tact really quickly. The biggest thing for me in doing this was surrounding myself with imperfect people, the ones who encouraged me to take the risk and shared with me their real failures. It helped me prepare just in case it all went to shit. And it did, at times it did. But it was having that knowledge that, well, I'm not the only one and it, it will be okay in the end. That's what helps you get through embarrassment take a step even when it's scary and move forward all right and that's how you build promise with yourself that's how you build trust with yourself because that's what we were talking about thanks for joining me i will see you next week bye